my friends. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. I have been spending a lot of time lately thinking about how limited our time here on earth is, and it's made me even more grateful for all the blessings in my life. I'm committing to creating and spreading more joy in this world. It's important to me to show others that it's safe to open their hearts and that the best way to do that is by having fun and being creative. I have been reading a book called The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World. It's a book that was written in 2015 and published in 2016. It details out Archbishop Desmond Tutu's visit to the Dalai Lama's home in India, where over the course of a week, the two spiritual giants reflected on their lives and answered one very important question. How do we find joy in the face of life's inevitable suffering. To say this book has been eye-opening would be an understatement. Page by page, it is changing how I show up in this world. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And speaking of joy, I am delighted to introduce you to today's guest. Elizabeth Kraus is someone I met less than a year ago and has quickly become a dear friend and confidant. She is a genuine soul with a heart of gold, and I can't wait for you to hear more from her. Elizabeth is an upcoming author. She's a podcaster. She's a community builder. And most of all, she's a source of constant inspiration. Her podcast is about all things healing, spiritual growth, and well-being. Today, we'll discuss the importance of how writing can help you heal and tap into your highest self and what role community plays in your everyday success. Elizabeth is the founder of Your Signature Voice, a conscious media company for women where she guides women to finding their unique voice. She really helps you get to know yourself on a more intimate level so you can create content or start a podcast in a way that feels good to you. She also has a free membership community that we'll talk about more during the episode. Check out the show notes for a link to join. Without further ado, let's welcome Elizabeth to the show. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Heather. I'm so excited to be in your energy. I am so excited you are here. And what my listeners don't know is that without you, this podcast would not exist because Ah. (laughs) you have helped me with so much of the tech side of things. And I tell everyone, I'm like, there's this angel, Elizabeth, and if she wouldn't have been able to help me with the tech, I would have never figured this out. So I can't thank you enough. Well, I, I, it's just, it's so... I'm so honored that so I was able to help you. And it's so funny. I never considered myself a tech, I say that in quotes, a tech girl. Um, When I dove down this podcasting journey, I really 
taught myself audacity. And when you and I had met in the podcasting course that we did, um, I already knew some of the basics. I was just really transitioning my podcast. And so I was so happy to be able to help in any way that I can, especially on the tech side, because it can be so overwhelming. It's just, and that's what stops people from really wanting to get their message out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. I was on a call yesterday and there was someone and she was just like, the tech is stopping me in my tracks for, for everything. I don't think it was specific to a podcast, but it really can be so overwhelming and scary. And so it's so great that you already had that and now you can help other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a really fun journey, just helping women build their podcasts from the ground up too, and doing the editing pieces the things that overwhelm them. It's something that I really enjoy. I always say it's like adult coloring. I find it very calming and soothing to do all those things. And if, you know, if I don't know something, I just, I'm not afraid to Google it or figure it out or watch a video. And I think that has been very helpful for me along this whole journey as well. What a gift because that is not the case for so many people. They, <laughs> they think tech is overwhelming. They do not think it's like adult coloring. <laughs> they're like, no, thank you. I will hire somebody, which is always an option, right? Yeah. So the way I like to start my guest episodes is by having you choose either red or blue. And I have a red book and a blue book. And then I will ask you a random question out of whichever book you choose. I'm going to go blue because it's the throat chakra. Yes. I love that. I always think about that. I have a lot of blue stones because they're, it's the throat chakra. All right. Will Leonardo DiCaprio ever get married? Oh my gosh. I, he was like my first crush. I remember putting posters on my wall when I was, when Titanic came out, it was like his first really big movie. He's still such a good looking man. He is. I don't even know how old he is, but he's still very good looking. I, I actually watched the movie Titanic with my husband not too long ago. And I think if I remember correctly, he is in his mid forties. Okay. So, so then, I'm, I should let him know I'm available. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not, I'd be like shouting him out, but <laughs> I actually didn't know he wasn't married. I guess now that I sit and think about it, I did know, but I don't consciously think about that. Yeah. I don't either. I didn't know he wasn't married. He must either. be a, a ladies man if he's not married yet. Yeah. Yeah. But we can still look at him though. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, that was fun. Okay. So where I would like to start is I would love to know what was Elizabeth like in her younger years? What was your personality like? What did you do for fun? Oh man, this is such a great question. I loved my childhood. I grew up in a um, in a farmhouse. It was built in 1854 and it's been in the family. And my mom still rents it out. We're no longer living there, but I grew up in this house and I always had birthday parties. I had friends over all the time because my parents wanted to make sure that even though we lived out in the country, that I was still having access to like being outdoors and being with friends and everything. And I remember just being with my friends, they would come over after school and we would put on plays. Now that I think about this, I'm like, well, the podcasting makes sense because I got one of those, you remember Home Alone too? Yes. The the boy talk 
that he got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a girl talk. And so I used to make up stories and songs. It was like my, it was my favorite Christmas present ever. <laughs> so this is making sense now, but I would always make up stories and just go on adventures. I'd love to be outdoors. And, um, I considered myself somewhat of a, a tomboy, not in the sense that I was always grungy, but I didn't really care about wearing the cute clothes and having the nails done. And I was always outside and in the dirt and it was just, it was so much fun. And so those are some of the memories that I remember as a child, always writing and being creative. And I feel like that those actually followed me. You know, we kind of forget about those things when we go through, when I was in college, just trying to figure out what are you supposed to do with your life? And I changed my major so many times in college. I wanted to actually drop out a lot because I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I just, I wanted to graduate. I just wanted to be done. So I picked a major and graduated. And um, yeah, I feel like, you know, when we become adults and we're going through, you know, at least for me, some very hard and challenging times, it's easy to forget those things in our childhood that really lit us up and made us happy. Like that creative side of me, the writing, the dancing, the singing, the making up silly poems and just, yeah, that's, that's a side of that. I have always carried with me and it's makes sense now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have a podcast. I have my writing community. I'm writing a book. It's just, it's amazing when we can look back and see just this piece. That's always been who we are. Absolutely. And that's actually why I start with that question with all my guests, because when I'm working with my clients, it's so important to remember who we used to be so that we can bring out that joy of yesteryear, if that's what you want to call it, so that that will give us ideas of where to start now as people are searching for this elusive purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it really helps people kind of go back and be like, oh yeah, what did I do as a kid? What did I enjoy? And so <laughs> that's why I always start with that. So I love that you had that realization that so much of your life now has always been a part of you. Yeah. That creative side. It's just, it's been so amazing to see everything that has unfolded in my business because my, you know, when I stepped into the entrepreneurial space in 2018, I did a lot of pivoting, trying to figure out what felt good. And there's nothing wrong with that because I feel like because I pivoted so much, I was able to figure out exactly what I didn't like about certain things and really what I wanted to hold on to, what I wanted to let go of. And just having that creative piece is so amazing how it's just everything's unfolded because I've been carrying this essence with me of who I've always been. And it wasn't until the last half of last year, 2021, that it's just like all started clicking and all making sense really since I, you know, joined that podcasting course. I mean, I already had a podcast, but I knew I was pivoting in certain areas because I used to be a um, an insurance agent. And I had a podcast while I was doing that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you love doing the podcast more than you love doing this. So like following those breadcrumbs and yeah, that creative side, just allowing that to 
be within my business has really expanded me and allowed me beautiful opportunities to come into my world. So I'm very grateful for that. I love that. So back when you were a kid, do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? I'm thinking about a time back in preschool where, you know, we're all on the stage and everybody's like, I want to be a firefighter. And (laughs) I said that I wanted to be a teacher, which is really interesting how it's not necessarily in the school system, but it is in this space. It's a form of teaching and a form of, of guidance with what I'm doing in this um, podcasting space, in this writing space. It's wow. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I also wanted to be a background dancer, a professional background dancer too. (laughs) Not not the lead? (laughs) No, I didn't. I don't know why. I think I just didn't maybe want all that pressure, but as being the, the, focal point, but I just, I love to dance anyway and sing. So I'm like, Hey, I can have the best of both worlds. No. Yeah. The, <laughs> but the teacher archetype is so broad, right? It isn't just the sitting in a classroom with little kids, teaching them math kind of thing. A teacher yeah. can be so many things. Mm-hmm. I think of myself as a teacher also. And that is what I wanted to be when I was younger among many other things, yeah. but the <laughs> teacher was one of them. And I do, I feel like I get to teach every day in my life right now. And it's so amazing. So I love that. So I know you mentioned you were an insurance agent for a little while when you started your podcast, but kind of tell us some of the things that led you from your previous life into this new life that you have as a podcaster and you are, you're going to be writing a book. You are writing a book mm-hmm. and um, like what kind of, what breadcrumbs did you follow to get to where you are today? Well, it's really interesting because before I decided to step into the entrepreneurial space and own my own business, I was actually in the insurance industry as a, an account manager for a company. And I remember sitting at my desk and this was back in 2018. I just found out what a podcast was at this point. And I was going down the podcast rabbit hole. I love, I personally love podcasts. So I remember sitting there at my desk. I'm like, oh, there's gotta be so much more to life than this. Like, this is not meant for my personality. I am, I've loved certain parts of it. I loved communicating with people and being that person that people could rely on, but I didn't want to do it in that specific way. So I actually, my first step was going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition because I wanted to be a health coach. But when I got into that space, what I realized is that a lot of people, a lot of my clients were asking for diet plans And I'm like, this is not the direction that I want to go either. And I found myself talking more about spirituality and positive thinking and all of these things besides just the health piece of it, right? What people think as diets. So I did that for a little while. And then I just kind of almost fell backwards. And it was kind of one of those things you kind of have to take a step back before you can take multiple steps forward. And I was pregnant at the time. I just had my daughter was trying to figure out how I could be at home with my children, how I could bring an income for the family. And I decided that I was going to let my ego take over and let that scarcity mindset and that voice come back into play. 
and go back to what I knew because I was in the insurance space for several years before I was with this specific company. And I'm like, oh, you know what would be really cool? I think I'm going to be an insurance agent. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But I had this vision to build out this team of women and coach these women in the insurance space. And I had all these amazing ideas and I loved meeting new people to service them and to make new relationships. But I'm like, this is not lighting me up at all. And I think I made a huge mistake. However, mistakes are blessings in disguise or what we think are mistakes. Because during this time, I had started a podcast the same time I was doing the insurance. I stepped into being an insurance agent and it was called the Fempowerment Podcast. And it was mostly taking people along the journey with me of, of starting a business and everything. And I really found that I enjoyed podcasting more than doing the actual sales piece of like the insurance and the paperwork. I just, I wasn't, that's not, that's not my bag. I wasn't a fan of that, right? That comes with it, but we don't know until we know, right? So it was a lot of forgiveness at that point, knowing that, okay, Elizabeth, you have to reevaluate, you know, because we know when something feels off, like, you know, this feels off. Talked to my husband about it, told him really what I was envisioning and what I was wanting to do. And he, my husband has always been really supportive of what I've wanted to do, no matter what it's been, because I pivoted quite a bit. And he always has listened to me and really has been a huge support. So funny enough, when I was transitioning my podcast and I had these ideas that I, I wanted to finally start incorporating the things that I really loved doing. I remember one night, it was probably about three in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I got out my laptop and I was just typing away. I was typing a book. I don't know what I was writing. It was like this channeled writing and I was having trouble sleeping. I was lying on the couch. My husband got up in the morning to go to the gym and I was crying and he's like, honey, what's wrong? And we were talking about I was life and how I'm trying to figure out my place in this world. And he asked me this question, honey, is that you, what, what is it that you want to do with your life? And I was like, I just want to write. And that's when it hit me. So my podcast shifted. Okay. To feeling to healing. And I created this writing circle, this writing community. And I've just grown in this podcasting journey. My husband actually gifted me the podcasting course for my birthday last year. And I've been so consistent with my podcast. I've had so many relationships form. I have had women come into my circle who have actually wanted to start their own podcast and I've helped them. I've helped them with content creation And it's just been absolutely incredible. It was like a proclamation to the universe. Like, I just want to write. And it's just that creativity side going back to when I was a kid, right? That's that's what it's all about. And I have never felt more aligned in my entire life. And I'm still open for things to shift and change. They just recently have, but it's not only been the combination of writing in that content creation, 
right? For other women, but it's been incorporating that podcast to help women get their voices out into the world so they can make a difference. That is such a beautiful story. And I've never met your husband, but I already love him. Like, I mean, (laughs) anybody that can be that supportive and just sort of have blind faith that whatever it is you're going to do is going to be amazing. And they just want you to be happy. Like, I mean, I have so much respect for those people. I also want to say how much courage it takes to follow those breadcrumbs, not knowing where they're going to end up. You don't have it figured out. And like you said, you, you did go back to what you knew with your ego talking for a little while, but in those cases, it doesn't take very long for you to realize, hold on, Mm-hmm. This is not what I need or want. Yeah. And so I love that you have just kind of been listening to that higher self and just kept following it and putting one foot in front of the other, not knowing what it meant or where it was headed. Yeah. I feel like also surrounding myself with a community and women who really help lift me up and hold space for me has also been such a huge factor in where I am today. It's so important. Community is so important. Yeah. Let's talk about community because I feel the same. I have met some of the most amazing people in the last year and a half of my life, and they have helped lift me up when I needed it. They've given me guidance. They've held my hand when I'm unsure. And they're just that sense of support. So did you always have that sense of community or is that a relatively new thing for you? Mm, I feel like it is a, well, it's relatively new. However, it started very slowly when I decided to start on the entrepreneurial path in 2018. And then little by little, the more courage that I have had to step out and have those genuine conversations, I would say in this last year and a half, it has just, it has taken off. And I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I really have very little close friends in the actual state that I live in. It's it's actually growing because I've stepped out a little bit more and, and finding those people that really give me joy here. But I feel like there's so many people literally around like the US and like really around the world that I feel like I'm just so connected to. It's yeah. amazing. And like, thank God for Zoom, right? Because yes. I have met the coolest people. And that would have never happened if it wasn't for Zoom, because even pre-pandemic, there was Facebook and there was Twitter and Instagram and all the things, but you don't get that same connection as when you can actually see and have a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about writing a little bit because you had this epiphany of, I just want to write. So what is writing to you? What does it do for you? What lights you up about writing? Oh, writing for me is a journey and a healing process all on its own. And sometimes writing, I don't even need that little healing piece of it. It's just 
it can, it can be fun for me too. And that's what writing this book is. And I've always felt like I've wanted to write a book ever since I was young. And now with the more clarity that I've gotten, my book is becoming more and more clear. Like for the first time, I actually outlined chapters with what I want this book to be about. And instead of just starting to write, I actually feel like I have a plan and it feels really good. But writing for me, sometimes I sit and I just channel and I allow things to come through me that need to be read from me and maybe shared with others so I can visually see like what is going on with what's in my soul, right? Because when we channel, it's really those words that we already know to be true deep within our soul and from our higher self, right? That's, I mean, that's what I wholeheartedly believe. And writing is there for us. I mean, it's a constant. We can write poems. We can write music. We can write stories. We can write novels. We can write biographies. We can write love poems. I mean, think about how many times when you were maybe in elementary school where you wrote a note to somebody, will you go out with me? Will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. I mean, writing is a way to communicate and in so many different ways. And there's the beautiful thing about it is you can do so many things with it. I feel like it is completely unlimited to where the writing process can go. And it's, that's what makes it so beautiful. What one piece of writing may do for somebody else, it may do something completely different for someone else. And they're, they're just, they all can be different. Somebody might not like writing poems, but somebody likes writing short stories, you know? So that's the beauty in writing. It's like people, we all have different personalities. And so I feel like writing is just a personality all in its own. I love to journal and I journal every day if I can. Yeah. Sometimes actually yesterday I journaled twice, once in the morning and once at night. I love it. For me, it's a release and it is a way for me to kind of channel my higher self along with sometimes it's just the crap I'm doing for the day or whatever, yeah. right? Do you find that you run into women that have resistance against writing? Either they're like, I don't have time to journal or I'm not a writer or whatever the million excuses are for the people who feel like writing maybe isn't for them. What would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's such a great question because what came up for me when you asked that was I, I have talked to several women who think that they aren't good writers and it goes down to, they think about the writing that they had to do in school, being judged for that writing or getting a grade on their writing or always being critiqued on their writing that they don't think that what they have to say is good enough. And so with that, oh man, that's, that goes so deep. I mean, that goes back to childhood stuff, you know? And I think it's just a matter of knowing that it's just you and your journal and you're safe to express and explore. And if you don't know where to start just by doing, just start by doing journal prompts. That's a great way. Instead of, you know, just free writing and the channeled writing, a great way is just, it doesn't even have to be a really serious question. It can be just a fun type of question to get your creativity going. Like if I could be any animal, what would I be and why? Mm -hmm. You know, just to get that feeling of putting pen to paper, 
because there's something so powerful in that alone that I think that is a great place to get started because school is so strict. It F's us all up. (laughs) It does. It does. And it doesn't allow us to really tune into our creativity and the way we want to express because we feel like we're going to be judged for it. So that is one of the things that I can encourage someone to do if they think that, oh, they've got nothing to say, or they don't want to journal. They don't think they're a good writer. Just start with a fun question that you can just let go and clear your mind and just have fun with. That's a great place to get started. Yeah. And I actually, these books that I ask my questions from for my guests, the reason I got them was for journal prompts. I thought, what a fun way for just something different. And it ended up as I was looking through them and I was starting the podcast, I was like, well, this would be a fun way to start all my podcast episodes, but they really, but the whole reason I got them was for journaling because Mm -hmm. sometimes I do, when I sit down, I'm like, I don't know what to write about. I don't have anything interesting going on. Mm -hmm. So what a great piece of advice to just find something fun. And there's so many different apps or even influencers who have like either a daily or weekly journal prompt that they send out through text or whatever it is through email. And you can kind of start there if you can't think of anything else. Yeah. Or, you know, I want to talk about your signature voice collective, the community that I've created. That's exactly what this is for. You don't even have to consider yourself a writer, but if you just have this curiosity about it, it's a great place to come and just write. There's prompts in there too. There's different categories and there's women in there that will allow you to open up in a way that you've never felt like you've been able to before. And so it's been a really fun process to witness that women have come in and they've messaged me and they're like, oh, I've always wanted a space like this. And I've never felt like I've had a community and I'm really excited. And it's, it's so beautiful because especially like you don't have to do it alone too. If you feel like you want to have that sense of community and you're curious about writing because it's not a strict place where, where this, you know, your signature, it's not a strict place. We, we have so much fun and um, I'm excited for it to grow. Yeah. So let's talk about the collective. So tell us the name of it kind of, you told us a little bit about it, but if there's more to it and how people can find it and sign up for it. So my brand has evolved. Everything used to be right to feel like W-R-I-T-E, right? Writing to feel your emotions. But I really wanted to grow it in a way where it incorporates not only writing, but the speaking and podcasting aspect of it. So it became your signature voice. And my collective actually moved into um, a friend of mine's platform called the House of Enlightenedhood. So I have a sacred space in there. There's several sacred spaces in there um, that are, it's 100% free. And it's just a place where women can come together, create. We're going to be having some wine and write nights coming up. So it'll be a space where we can come together, have those journal props, have those music, and and then share if we feel called. And it's just it's evolving and growing. And there's so many more things that I want to add. I've been thinking about adding some type of little book club to where we can read maybe a chapter at a time and then 
have our own interpretations of what we felt from that specific chapter, because I also want it to be a space where women feel like they have the ability to use their voice and express in a non-judgment zone. And all of the women in there have been just, they're so incredible. And it's just a space where you can feel safe to write, even if you've just wanted to dabble in it a little bit and just see what it's about. I mean, it's completely free and it's just a space where women can feel seen and feel loved. That is so beautiful, I think, and so needed. You know, I think that women, especially, and not to say men are not, but they're so hard on themselves and they judge themselves harsher than they would ever judge anyone else. And to be in such a loving community and a loving space where judgment doesn't exist and you can just be who you are and say what you want to say is so beautiful because I think that that is what people are craving more than anything else. It's just to be a part of that community again, like Mm -hmm. we were talking about before. Yeah. And it's a form of healing in itself just to be able to express yourself like that. I mean, you don't even need to think about why something is the way that it is just allowing it to come out of your brain and in a space where you can share. I mean, it's, it's relieving, it's healing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I just joined and I haven't done too much in there yet, but I will definitely be checking it out. And I will put the link in the show notes for my listeners that they can go ahead and join. Like you said, it's totally free. So let's shift gears a little bit to your podcast. I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about what it's about, as well as how you are helping women to start their own podcasts. Yeah. So my podcast is called Feeling to Healing. And what it really is about, it's It's there to inspire women to be able to really get in touch with their emotions and what's going on and stop pushing things aside. And I love bringing on guests that can share their own journey and kind of how they worked through things. That doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we also don't ever feel completely healed. I I feel like there's always these things that can come up for us that maybe trigger us. But the whole purpose of this podcast is for women to not feel alone and that their emotions are completely normal. And I have solo episodes that I share on there as well as guests, because I want to take women along the journey with me. I mean, I'm a mother, you know, I, I lost my father at a young age. I went through a very abusive relationship and sometimes I have things come up for me still now, even though my father has been gone for, it'll be 19 years this summer. I mean, I still have things come up for me. So you know, I feel like the healing process never ends. It does get easier, but my whole goal for the podcast is for women to really raise their hand and say, I am ready to start stepping into more of a version of who I know that I want to be. And I want them to feel inspired to, to start or continue on their own, their own healing journey, whatever that looks like for them. That's amazing. Because I do think that we find ourselves first in this place of, I don't like where I am and I'm unwilling to change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it, then it takes a little time to get to a place where it's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable where I am. 
and I'm willing to do something about it. And it sounds like your podcast is such a great place for people to go to be in that safe place and learn along the way. And like you said, we're never ever going to be fully healed, but being able to recognize it and being able to nip certain things in the bud quicker Mm -hmm. is really what it all comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Cause like even this past week I had a really, um, I just wasn't in a good place, but I feel like because of all of the work that I have chosen to do that I didn't stay there very long, right? I allowed myself to really feel what was going on, even though I didn't know directly where it was coming from. I wanted to cry. So I cried, you know, and I think it is so important that we allow ourselves to express ourselves, whatever that looks like, so we can move through things because those emotions are really like waves. And I feel like if we do that, we can help ourselves just feel 1% better, right? That's, that's something just feeling a little bit better to continue throughout my day. Cause let me tell you, after I bawled my eyes out, I, I felt like a weight had lifted and lifted off my shoulders and I was just ready to go about my day softer. I didn't do as much, but I still felt like this sense of peace. So yeah, the healing process never ends. It's just um, knowing what to do when those feelings come up. And that's what this podcast is about and giving different modalities for someone to explore what feels good for them too. Yeah. I think that more people realize that emotion is just energy in motion. It's just, it's so freeing. And if you need to cry, cry. If you need to yell, yell. And once you allow that energy to move through you, it can transmute into something beautiful. But if you try to stifle it and shove it down or ignore it, it has nowhere to go. And so that is super important. And I love that you just let yourself cry. And like you said, then I went about my day. I went about it softer and slower, but I was able to move forward instead of letting it just completely immobilize you for the whole Mm -hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. All right. And now you help women launch their own podcast. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, as I mentioned before, because I've been so open and I feel like I've been so aligned, it's like these doors just, they just opened for me when it comes to this. And I think it's because I've been sharing my journey with podcasting and how it's changed my life. Women have been coming to me, asking me questions. And I was sitting, I was thinking about it the other day and I've really had since I started my podcast several years ago, and then it kind of stopped for a little bit. This is when I've really started becoming consistent. But I remember back then people were asking me, women were asking me how I was doing certain things where I did it. So it's like these little breadcrumbs were being placed in my space, even several years ago when it came to podcasting. And now I'm like, my like antennas are up and I'm really receptive to people asking me. And I'm like, oh man, this this feels good. And I love doing this. I love going back to that teacher. I love teaching and guiding others. And there's so many different ways that I do that. I build it for them. And then I show them 
through like a video of how to do the editing themselves. Or I have some clients where I do it all for them and I do the editing for them um, because they just don't want to do any part of it. They want to focus their attention on other things. So it's been such a beautiful process. And I've, I've formed relationships, other relationships doing it too. And I never in a million years saw myself being, calling myself a podcaster, you know, it's and an author and it's, it's so fun being in this creative space and being compensated for it on a frequency that just feels so good. It's amazing. And I never thought this was possible. Like it was always kind of there. As I look back, I can see these little breadcrumbs of like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But now it's just like, I wasn't ready then. You know, it wasn't, there's a time and a place for everything. And now it's like, okay, universe is like, okay, you're ready now. And here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And it's just been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah. I feel the same way. I would have never thought that my life would look like it does even a year ago, you know, and it's just, it's, it is amazing. And I love what you said about not necessarily being ready when they first showed up, you know, my big thing that I like to try to get across to people is that you are allowed and deserve to live life on your terms. Mm -hmm. And you are like the epitome of that. And you just light up when you talk about this stuff. And it's so beautiful because I think that you show others what's possible. You just have to keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up and doing the work and you will find the answers. Mm -hmm. And I I love what you said. Like people kept coming to me and asking me questions about this. You know, that's one of the things that I talk to my clients about when they feel sort of like, I don't know what my purpose is. You know, what do people ask you about? What do they come to you for advice on? That is one of your gifts, one of your strengths or many, it could be, you know, multiple things, but so I love that story. I think that that's fantastic. And I will link to everything in the show notes, but what is your Instagram handle so people can easily find you? Yeah, I mostly hang out on Instagram. That's where um, I'm easily accessible. You can find me at I am Elizabeth Krause and send me a DM and say hi and let's have a conversation. I love it. So before I wrap up today, I want to ask you five rapid fire questions and they are just questions that I just want you to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> this could be scary. Okay, let's do <laughs> They're it. They're not hard. I promise. <laughs> They're not scary. They're not scary. All right. What is something that makes you laugh? My daughter. The first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word play. Dancing. What were you doing the last time you lost track of time? Podcasting. <laughs> If there was an extra hour in each day, what would you spend it doing? Working out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Just relax. Yeah. It's not all hustle and grind all the time, right? Mm Mm-mm. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. You are such a bright light in my world, and I'm so glad to know you. Thank you, Heather. It's so, so great. I just love connecting with you, and I love every time we get to talk. You're just, I love your energy, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. 
You are so welcome. We'll talk soon. Elizabeth has such a calming energy about her, and I am so grateful for her presence in my life. I know I mentioned it in the episode, but if it weren't for her, I don't know if this podcast would have ever gotten off the ground. She is so patient and understanding and answered every question I had. If you are a woman that wants to start a podcast but is overwhelmed with the process, I invite you to reach out to Elizabeth to chat. You can find all her contact information in the show notes. Here are five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, it's okay to pivot. Trying new things helps you identify what you don't like about certain things, what you want to hold on to moving forward, and what you want to let go of. Follow the breadcrumbs. Number two, mistakes can be blessings. Sometimes you have to take a step back before you can step forward. Your ego and scarcity mindset can convince you that your dreams aren't safe. Learn the lessons so that you can continue to grow. Pay attention to what lights you up. This is the key to where you are headed. Number three, surround yourself with people that light you up and hold space for you. They can be there to support you, to guide you, and listen when you're unsure about something. Have the courage to step out and have genuine conversations. Number four, writing can be a journey and a healing process. It can not only provide clarity, it can also be fun. Allow messages to come through you. You never know how much you sharing can help others. Channeled messages come from your higher self and they speak only the truth. Writing is a beautiful way to communicate. It has a personality all on its own. Number five, what you have to say is important. If you're unsure where to start, begin journaling from a journal prompt. This will help get the creative juices flowing and you get used to the feeling of putting pen to paper. What you learned in school about writing didn't allow you to tune into the way you really want to express yourself. Allow your creativity to come out to play now. Clear your mind, let go, and have fun with the process. I am so honored you chose to spend some time with me today. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help others find me easier, and I would love to bring these conversations to as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening. Have a magical day.